Hello, 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 hey mamas. How are you doing? Welcome back to the I Almost Died podcast. Someone in my house is currently taking a big fat doo-doo and I guess the pipe is right behind my green screen. So if you hear liquid, no, I'm not peeing myself as you might think. Um, someone else in the house is peeing themselves, hopefully in a toilet. So <laughs> how are you all doing? I hope you've had, I hope you had a good week. Because my week was very not good. It was very stressful for no reason. It was one of those weeks where it's like, <laughs> and like, you're, you just like wake up feeling like poop and the whole day is poop. And then you go to bed feeling like even more poop and it makes no sense. But it's okay because we're here today together on the I Almost Died podcast. Um, and I have a story for you today that I've been holding on to for a while. This one, I really was like thinking about making a full YouTube video about it because um, it is it is, it is, is a journey and a half. And I was honestly scared to ever talk about it because like um, this happened as a kid and the police are a factor in it, not to get dramatic or anything. Um, and this also happened like during a school trip. So I was like, I don't know if I can talk about it. But I decided, YOLO, freaking YOLO, life is too short to not talk about your traumatic experiences on the internet for everyone to watch. So, ow, hold on, my neck. Y'all, I literally convinced myself I have a blood clot in my neck. Like, I will get this random pain, and I need to, like, stretch it out. Like, I just imagine this marble, or, like, this little fruit loop, like, going through my vein, and then it just hits my brain, and I die. So if you see me like stretch my neck out, that's what's happening. Anyways, I don't know if you guys know this. No, I've definitely mentioned this before. Um, I was an exchange student in Japan. I know, kind of crazy. Me, who never leaves the house, was once a man of the world, a man of culture. Um, <laughs> I guess not a man. I was an exchange student in Japan when I was 15. Um, it was definitely the, probably the best experience of my life. My life really peaked then, and it's just been downhill ever since, really. But, um, something happened on this Japan trip that almost got me, almost got me deported, potentially. I don't know. In another universe, I got deported. We'll get into that. But before we begin... I just want to say, if you have any near-death experiences, um, please tweet me using the hashtag I Almost Died Podcast. I'll be reading them in the next episode. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Please send me your responses. Anyways, back to the story. So um, I mentioned it before uh, how my school is like really good for having like fun kind of like school trips and programs. Uh, like I mentioned how I went to Europe on a school trip, even though... I almost died multiple times due to terrorists. That was kind of crazy, but it's not their fault. It's not my school's fault. They were just happening. It was still a fun old time. Um, but one of these trips that they offered was a Japan exchange program. It wasn't like, I know you're probably picturing like like a full like year of me being abroad. It wasn't that long. It was like um like a month and a half. No. A month and a half or two months. But um Basically, how it worked was I got, um, well, my family, we got two exchange students from Japan that came and lived with me in Canada. 
um, for the same amount of time that I would be going there. So I got these two really fun um, dudes. They were my best friends at the time. I had no other friends. So when I found out that I was getting two friends from Japan, I was like, Um, but then they went back, and I never heard from them again, because I don't think they use Facebook, but I don't even use Facebook anymore either, so I haven't heard from them in years, but um, it was really fun. Uh, so they came to Canada first and lived with me, and then I went to Japan. I didn't get to live with them, but I got to live with a different family, which we'll get we'll get into that, but um, when they were here, it was so much fun. I miss them so freaking much. We'll call them Bob and Rob for... Uh, podcast purposes because I don't want to name drop them. <gasps> Actually, maybe I will so that they like say hi to me and we can hang out again. Hey, miss y'all, homies. What's up? Hey. Um, but they were so fun. I felt really bad for them though because like I got to go to Japan, which is amazing place, this amazing country, so much stuff to do, so much culture. They came to Alberta, Canada. If you're not familiar with Alberta, Canada, it is where, it is the Texas of Canada. The only thing to do on the weekend is go to the rodeo. Um, everyone is a redneck. There are Trump supporters, even though they physically cannot vote for Trump because they are not in America, but they are that much rednecks. It's really a terrible place. And they got to come there. That was the exchange. And I felt so bad for them. I'm like, y'all don't deserve this. I wouldn't wish coming to Alberta on the worst people in this planet. It's really not a fun place. So I felt really bad for them. But they really enjoyed it. They got to go to like a water park. Um, they got to see the mountains with snow, which I guess, like, I guess is cool. Um, but it was so fun. Like every morning we would wake up and we'd like try and like adapt um, what we would make for breakfast for them. So my mom would make like fish and uh rice with like this like seaweed seasoning like every single morning and miso soup let me tell you for like a couple years after they left i was eating miso soup for breakfast every single day that is a delicious thing to have for breakfast miso soup is delicious also i just want to take a quick sidebar to say um i froze <laughs> i froze my camera before filming this because last episode my camera overheated because it, I, I guess it just does that somehow. Um, so this time, before the episode, I put my camera in the freezer. And it was literally completely frozen. Like, it was ice cold to the touch. And now it's working fine. I'm kind of a genius. Anyways. Um, so yeah, they got to come to Canada and have their whole experience. Fun, fun, fun. And then um, a couple months later, in the summer of 2015, I was 15 years old. I got to go to Japan. Now, I was like a big fat weeaboo. I loved anime. I loved anime so much um, around that age. I still do. What am I really talking about? I just watched two episodes of the anime Jellyfish Princess. Like what? Anyways, um, but like I, it, I was like over the moon. Like I could not believe that I was getting to go to Japan. Like the coolest place ever. Like seriously, the coolest place ever. So, um... I got to go with some friends uh, who were also doing the program. Like, literally all of my best friends were going on it. Like, absolutely so fun. Peak of my life ever. Um, it was a long flight. Kind of got delirious. It was like a 13-hour flight. Which, by the way, y'all, I have a six-hour flight tomorrow. Just remembered. I haven't been on a long flight in forever since the pandemic. But now that I'm vaccinated, I'm like, I'm going to have a little mini trip. 
I'm going to go to New New York. And uh, it's a six-hour flight from L.A. So <laughs> please pray for me. Oh, not me hitting the camera. Anyways, uh, it was a long flight. And we get there. And let me tell you, this was the most tired I had ever been. I did not sleep on this flight. We had to get up at like 4 a.m. So like I, I ended up staying up for like I think like 60 hours straight without sleep. I was really not doing good. And when we got there, um, we got to meet our host family. It was so cute. It was like the cutest experience. So we all got bus from the airport to the high school that we were um, – that was like facilitating the program that we were like exchange students at. It's called like Yamate Gakuin School in Yokohama. Very fun. Very, a very beautiful school too. Um. Anyways, we they had this like fun little ceremony where they like welcomed us and then they like like showed us to our families and oh my gosh, it was so cute. I literally cry. I remember um all the different like uh kids because we were all put in pairs with um. Like, they would assign us and a friend with, like, a family. So, um, all these pairs were, like, meeting their family. And they'd all have, like, their little paper signs. And then we saw our family. And they had this, like, poster board that they made for us with, like, our faces on it. And it was, like, all, like, crafty. And it was so cute. I miss them so much. (laughs) So, (laughs) we we met them. And they had – there was a, a mom and a dad. And then uh they had a daughter and two sons and it was so fun like we would call them like our host mom and our host dad and our host brothers and our host sister and it was so cute it was like like if y'all ever get to do an exchange student program y'all need to do it so fun so fun even just like having an exchange student stay at your house like literally so fun anyways um the first meal we had they like brought us to this uh this udon restaurant and like my stomach was just shut down like i really just needed sleep but we were like food time so we got some udon and it's just so surreal like going to asia for the first time especially japan which is like so different it's i can't explain it it literally feels like you're leaving earth and going to a different planet it's crazy it's actually insane like one of the most like surreal but most amazing experiences ever like just every single thing about it about life is like different like um it's crazy ah it's so crazy y'all need to go to japan once they open up please japan open up please let me in insert that video of charlie d'amelio banging on the on the ring doorbell cam please let me in japan um so so it was me and my friend we'll call him henry yes we will we'll call him henry um we're not friends anymore because we were just like a not a not a good pair very rambunctious and uh and cause a lot of trouble but we'll get into that in a little bit so um we had like a few basically over like the month and a half we had like a few things like kind of planned for us like all of us exchange students, we all got together and went to um, Tokyo Disneyland, which was so cool. The food there, amazing. Like, literally, ugh, it's so much better than, like, California Disneyland or Disney World. Um, and that was really cool. We got, like, a harbor tour of Tokyo. Um, and they took us to, like, this tempura restaurant. We went to this Yokohama Sea Paradise. It was kind of like SeaWorld. So I was, like, kind of sad a little bit. I'm like, I really want to just open up the tank and free these whales but 
I didn't because I was a 15-year-old and I probably would have gone to jail. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, oh, and then we had like this temple tour. Like they took us all to a temple. But aside from those days, basically it was just us hanging out with our host family, um, coming with them to things. Like we went to our um, host brother's piano recital, which was really cool. We went to all these all these fun things. Like literally, it, it didn't even feel like a trip. It felt like I was like like living a life in Japan. Like they would just take us to like their day-to-day things. And it was the coolest thing ever. Like just seeing how people in Japan live. Um, and they were so nice, like literally so nice. I miss them so much. I was supposed to go to Japan this year for the Olympics. Me and my friend, um, who was also in the program, we were going to go back and like see our host families, um, see the Olympics. And then y'all know what happened last year. So that didn't happen. And now I'm really sad. Um, but anyways, (laughs) we, um, so we would have a lot of free time on this on this program. So like um like we'd usually have something to do every single day, but we'd always just walk around. Like it wasn't like uh if you guys watched the podcast episode where I talked about my Europe trip that I went on, we'd always have to be in groups of four. It was freaking annoying. Like could never leave the site of like like it really sucked. Um because like I love free time. Like I love being able to just like venture off and explore. That's my favorite thing to do on trips is just like just walk around and see my sights. Like I really don't I really dislike um very structured trips, very touristy things. I'm not a big fan of it. I like my freedom a lot. So um basically, 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 basically. We could explore, um, me and my friend, me and my friend Henry, we were allowed just free reign. We weren't in Tokyo. We were in this town, like an hour south of Tokyo. Uh, it was called Odawara. I shouldn't say town. It's like crazy because all of Tokyo is like, it's kind of just like the sprawling. It's just like um, buildings and buildings for as like, far as you can see. I never really like got out of like the city. Um, it's kind of like LA, like it just goes on forever. Um, obviously not forever, but... <laughs> Uh, so one day, something happened where we kind of abused our freedom a little bit, and it got us into almost really big trouble, and I will get into that right after this quick break. <sighs> okay, welcome back. Hello. So, me and my friend Henry, we're out here Okay, I don't want to install my updates on my MacBook. Thank you very much. That was a very scary notification. Um, we were uh we were just like exploring. I think it was like the first week of being there. Um, and they had these stores in Japan. It was like department stores, and it was so cool. It'd be like the size of like maybe like an apartment, but then like like ten floors of just like each floor is like a different thing, like a different aisle. It was like each aisle was its own floor, like like. It's crazy how they make, like, their space work. Like, people always, like, kind of have the assumption that Japan is, like, crowded and all that. I never felt crowded there. I never felt, like, closed in. And I literally have claustrophobic tendencies. So, like, it really is not a crowded place. Like, um, but anyways, uh, we were exploring this one day. And since this was still a school trip, they made it very clear, like, we're not allowed to have alcohol um even if like there were some 18 year olds on the trip they're like you cannot have alcohol you cannot bring alcohol back 
even though the drinking age is like I think 16 or something. Wait, what is it actually? What is the, what is the drinking age in Japan? Love when Siri just says Japan, just shows me the flag of Japan. <laughs> Siri is so useless sometimes. What is the drinking age in Japan? Oh my god, she did it again. Well, you know what? Maybe that's just a fact we'll never find out. Um, but they like made it very clear, like you cannot drink on this trip. Um, they said like some host families will try and send you home with alcohol. They like do not accept it, even though it's a nice gesture and it's like probably like a really nice wine for like your family. Do not accept it. Like all these dumb rules. It's like come on, like come on. But anyways, um, in one of these department stores, one of the days when me and Henry were wandering around. We noticed there was these gotcha machines, which if you don't know what those are, it's like those kind of like prize machines. Like you put in like a like $2 and you turn it and then it like will give you like a little capsule with a toy inside of it. And we love those. We were like stopping at so many of those. Like I have so many toys from those, like so many fun things. But we noticed one day that there was this prize capsule machine. It, the, the glass was all blacked out on it. And it said 18 plus. And the rest wasn't in English. So really had no clue what that was now. Um, <laughs> so I was 15. Henry was 16. <laughs> Obviously not 18. We were thinking, we're like, mm, should we see what it is? I truly had no clue. I was very naive. Like, I'm not even capping or anything. Like, I legitimately didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't. Because there was no symbols or anything. It was, like, very, very low-key. I had no clue, like, what was in these capsules. So, <laughs> we decide not to do it. We go home. But it's, like, eating away at us. We're like, what? What, what was in there? I would like to know. I would like to know what was in the in the gotcha machine, the mysterious forbidden 18 plus gotcha machine. So we're like, okay, tomorrow we'll get it. And hopefully they don't ask us anything. Cause it was like past like this cash register. Like there really wasn't anyone around there. Um, so we're like, we should be able to get it. Like it's not like we have to talk to a human saying, like, can I get this 18 plus thing? Like, no, we can just walk in put the coin in, get it and go. Like, mm -mm. So we wanted it, but the day we went there, we were kind of like daring each other on like who was going to put it in. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, you need to do it. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Like that kind of thing. And so I eventually convinced Henry to put 200 yen <laughs> in the gotcha machine, the 18 plus gotcha machine. Now, there was no people around, but above the machine was a camera that said 18 plus and then had a bunch of Japanese writing, which I didn't know what it said. Like there was a sign next to the camera. And I was like, oh, do they like monitor this thing to make sure people like, because like that's kind of a weird thing. Like whatever, like if something shouldn't be available for minors, it shouldn't be just like out in the open available like to purchase with no id or anything like i feel like that's kind of strange but we bought it anyway because we're freaking stupid so <laughs> the thing comes out and we take the capsule and we leave the premises immediately we go down to the first floor and we exit 
Now we're walking back, back to our host family's place. And we opened up the capsule, which was like completely blacked out. You couldn't see what was in it. (laughs) And inside the capsule was... Let me just say, I looked at the podcast page earlier today and it said clean, which I didn't know we were doing, but I guess this is a clean podcast. So for all intents and purposes, something that rhymes with Bilbo Baggins minus the Bilbo and then swap the B for a D, I think. And if you're still not getting it, essentially something that is rubber... (laughs) And is in the shape of something that girls do not have. So do with that information as you will. (laughs) And we're on the corner. We're on the side of the road with this Bilbo Baggins in our hand. And we're like, oh, (laughs) And at first it was funny. We're like, okay, like this is kind of hilarious. Like, how did we just buy this? Like, keep in mind, I was a 15 year old. Like, that's so funny to me. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Um, so we're like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, so we just take it home and we're just we just like leave it in like our suitcase. Like, we obviously don't want the host family finding it. That would be actually the most awkward thing ever. So okay, we just need to hide it. Uh, we'll figure out what to do with it later. So we're waiting around um, in our host family's house. Just I can't remember what we were doing to pass the time. I think I was. Oh, I was like drawing like the outside. Uh, that was back in the day when I like had like a smidgen of artistic talent and would like draw and like use Copic markers and stuff. And now that's just all gone. I really don't know where it went. But anyways, we're just chilling and there's a knock at the door. Now, our host family wasn't home aside from the grandma who was visiting. So <laughs> So she answers the door. And at the door there is two police officers. <laughs> and sorry i'm just remembering how crazy this was there's two police officers and the grandma shouts some words in japanese now i didn't know any i knew very little japanese henry knew a little bit more than me but we she kept saying the word over and over again now she was a little bit kooky she's a little bit kind of like eccentric so but we got the word of what she was saying so she, she, I can't remember the word, but she was saying this word over and over again. And she like left the door and kind of like pointed for us to go over to the door. And I'll just tell you now, afterwards, we uh, Google translated what the word she was saying was. In Japanese, she was saying disaster, disaster over and over again after talking to these cops for a little bit. So, so we go to the door. And they start speaking to us in Japanese. And we're like, I'm from Canada. I don't know any Japanese. And Henry like also said the same thing. And we we're like, we're exchange students. And I just happen to have my passport in my pocket. So I like pulled it out and I was like, exchange student, exchange student. 
And I see the cops look at each other. They're like, and then they kind of go like, oh, and then like a little bit of a giggle. And then they're like, oh, how do you say bye in Japanese? I can't even remember. But they said bye and then left. And to this day, I will never know truly what they said. But I'm going to tell you, judging by a few things, how I believe that they found us. So, for one thing, the grandma looked at us different ever since that moment. She was... She... She looked at us like we like we had committed a crime. So I think she knew. I think they told her at the door what we had bought. And also, I think she stitched on us to our host family because they kind of like had a day where they were looking at us a little bit funny. <laughs> so <laughs> now after that happened, we were shook. We were so scared. We took the Bilbo Baggins and I took scissors and we cut it in half and then each took a pair of scissors and went to like 10 different garbage cans and cut it up and placed the garbage, placed like the little pieces of the Bilbo Baggins in separate garbage cans so it couldn't be traced back to us. We were terrified. Now, another reason why I think it got back to me, because like I said, they had the camera pointing at us. Now, this store was like right next to our house. So... It would make, and we we had been like, um, like back and forth between there a ton. Like you kind, we kind of like got to know a few people in the neighborhood, and um, so I think they like literally found us on the cameras, and I don't know if the store owner like reported us, how they ever traced back to us, but I know I just like from the reaction on that grandma's face, I know she knows, and that is just the most awkward thing. And when the police were there, I was thinking. How embarrassing would it be <laughs> to get busted by the police for buying a Bilbo Baggins at the ripe age of 15 and getting deported on a school trip back to Canada? I cannot think of a more embarrassing thing. <laughs> It was, and I was shook after that. Literally for a year past then, I was a goody two-shoes. I was terrified of anything like that ever happening again. Like me and my friend, we never talked about it ever since. We were like, we can never mention this. And here I am talking about it on my podcast. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I truly can't believe how bold I was to just like, like, I'm really just dumb. Like it said 18 plus. And I'm like, uh, we should buy it. Are you kidding me, Ben? Are you dumb? The, the dumb, the, the dumb, like, oh my God. So <laughs> moral of the story. If you're ever in Japan and you see a gotcha machine, that says 18 plus only. If you are not 18 plus, if you are a, bald 15 year old like i was do not buy the gotcha machine don't do it okay <laughs> other than that the trip went super well literally cried so much when i had to go home back to alberta canada terrible terrible i miss japan so much i cannot wait to get back truly like my favorite trip i've ever been on absolutely my favorite trip every single part of japan is just absolutely amazing the people the culture the food 
um, the cities, the, the nature, everything is literally amazing. I could go on and on and on about how much I love Japan, but I'm not going to because I'd be little silly and a little eccentric. So I just want to say, if you ever get the chance, please go to Japan. If you ever get the chance to be an exchange student, 100% do it. It's so worth it. It, it, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. So thank you for watching this or listening. I'm not judging this episode of I Almost Died podcast. If you are listening and want to watch the video version, that's available on YouTube. And if you're watching the YouTube version and you want to listen to it, uh, the spot of, it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, please rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you could be so kind, it truly helps a ton. Um, and if you want to send me, uh, I mentioned this earlier, if you want to send me your near-death experiences, tweet them to me using the hashtag I almost died podcast. Uh, that'll be the next episode. I'm really excited. It'll be the second time we've done it. So, um, with that all being said, please don't buy Bilbo Baggins from Japan if you're under 18 or you will have the police come to your door and it'll be very awkward. Um, thank you to my producer, Daniel. Uh, thank you to you for watching and listening. I will see you all next Wednesday. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to New York tomorrow. That's kind of crazy. So, wish me luck. In New York, concrete jungle, wet dream to mate. Okay, uh, I love you so much. Take care. Have the best freaking week ever. See you next Wednesday. Love you so much. Bye.